Welcome to another episode of A Funny Story About Money. I'm Kent Tilly, a comedian and certified financial planner that loves to hear stories about entrepreneurs and what they're doing and what drives them. And uh, and today I've, I'm doing my second episode today and I know that uh, my next guest is a little bit... Uh, nervous about the fact that he's the second guest after Olympic champion Jamie Soleil. So there's no pressure coming up after her. Uh, I met this guy a few years ago where he was in, a producer on this uh, weird internet show with a talking beaver that I was on called Chew On This and I really liked him really bright guy that uh, had a lot of interesting ideas about how to help me with my business and uh, did a little bit of work together with that uh, old company shooting a commercial because I, I liked him so much and uh, since then he's moved on to, to start his own media company and and uh, social networking and marketing company so uh, excited to hear how the startup of his business is going and and some of the struggles and, and different things that uh, we're going to talk about. Really interesting, bright guy. Welcome to the show, Gerald Pagdato. Thanks, Kent. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for the introduction. And geez, Jamie Saleh, what, what a way to follow up, man. Like, I know, <laughs> yeah. It's like sometimes as a comedian, you have to go up after somebody just crushed and you're like, I don't, <laughs> doesn't matter. I mean... Uh, I it, it'll everybody's got a cool story to tell and, and that's what and I know you do because we've had lots of conversations and and I always like chatting with you so I just thought it would be fun and maybe pr promote your business a little bit because uh, I know that you do good work and and uh, you're, you're a really hard-working guy so I'd like to see this you know take off for you so Awesome, and, and thank you, Kent, and it's an honor and privilege to be uh, speaking on your podcast. I've heard many, uh, several of your podcasts already, and it's so it's so interesting just, you talk with local entrepreneurs and hearing their stories and how common it is, just entrepreneurship, like the, the struggles, the issues, the growing pains, how common it is, but it's not really discussed, right? Right. And to bring that into light is really... Um, eye-opening and almost a relief that there are other people going through the same things exactly that yeah. each brand new entrepreneur or even an existing business of yours um, and just hearing the struggles and that you're not you're not alone basically right totally I mean a lot of people look at business owners or and they're like oh, look at that overnight success and how easy it was and and there's always the same thing it's like it was never easy it was always hard. Everybody took their moment and took their risk and took mm -hmm. that step and they did it. And that's really the only difference. And Jamie just talked about this a lot. It was like, you just like went after it and never quit. And that's the only difference. Mm -hmm. It's like, and that's the only way to make it work. Because yeah. everybody wants to quit at some point, right? Like, it's never that easy. It's scary. You know, I could go back and get a job and do whatever but you know this is what i'm good at and what i want to do and yeah you know let's fight fight for it right 100 percent, 100 percent. so uh just for anybody listening uh, and and for me i guess because a little bit about yourself so obviously my name is gerald pagdato i am uh the owner of a company a digital marketing agency called Inuman media we basically specialize in five uh, operating five pillars where we do social media management web development content strategy so coming up and creating content for uh, for your brand and for your company digital advertising so Facebook marketing uh, Google Ads and other platforms as well and video and photography um, so we are so again we are a digital agency and are you know basically I see your success for any business success is our success. So if we can help you um, really portray your brand, get in front of your ideal clients and customers, um, that really, really excites me right. in this in this business, right? Uh, I mean, at, at the end of the day, it's about uh, it's about cash flow and sales too, right? And, sure. and yeah. to keep keep to keep the lights and the doors open, you can mm -hmm. have the best the best messaging, the 
ideal mission statement and vision statement, but you also need the cash flow to keep the doors open and the lights on. And right. We're here to, and that's that's where we come into play. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, and what about you, not business-wise? Oh, not business-wise? So, um, I was born and raised in Winnipeg, Manitoba. Um, I graduated with a degree in civil engineering um, back in 2005, and that's when I moved out here to Edmonton, Alberta. I worked for a company for about eight, nine years, climbing up the ranks from field engineer to project engineer, project manager, contract admin, estimating. And then I, me and three other gentlemen decided to start our own construction company. Mm-hmm. And after that, it was more or less the same thing. I was stressed. I never seen my wife. I was never home. And I was it, just my relationships were around me just weren't ideal in my situation. Um, and I got into a very, very dark place. Right. Um, so from there, I, I basically gave everything up, took a year off and traveled. Um, my wife asked me at the time, what do you want to do with your life? And I was like, I don't know. So I ended up volunteering for a bunch of nonprofits, and in each and each of these nonprofits were asking me, "Do you know anybody who does photography or videography, or websites?" And I was like, "You know what? I don't know, but let me figure it out for you." Mm-hmm. So what happened was they started referring me more work and more work, and it got to the point where I was like, "I can't do this by myself anymore, right? There's just not enough time in the day, and I need to, I need to foster a team." Right. right and and that kind of started my uh, my life in the whole media marketing um, industry mm-hmm. so and that was back in 2015 I say yeah so um, you moved here in 2005 yep and what year did you guys start your construction company you started the construction company back in 2000 uh, 2012 right yeah. And that one was going well, right? That was going well. Like it, it, the first year, we started in a house in Windermere. And like literally rented a house in, in Windermere. We had a couple of individuals that we built relationships up in Fort Mac that were traveling from Fort Mac to, to Edmonton. Mm-hmm. And so in that house where we housed uh, these individuals, we built our, our safety policies, our environs, our QC plans, and all that stuff. Even our whole estimating and bidding process. We built our brand. We built our website for that construction company um, out of that house, basically. Right. Um, and then after the first year of establishing all those systems and procedures, um, we ended up bidding, and we were estimating like crazy, but we ended up catching a, uh, landing a project for the city, uh, for the county of Sturgeon, uh, Sturgeon County. Mm-hmm. And it was a, a culvert replacement. And uh, I remember it was, we were so excited when we landed that project and we found out that that, uh, that we, hey, there's our first project, let's go, rah, 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 right? Right. Um, but at the time, I remember looking back after we were awarded the project and we were reviewing the estimate, I found out that there were several items that I have missed on mm-hmm. the estimate. Right. So, so for example, I, you know what, you learn everything, and this was a very expens- expensive learning lesson, but I forgot to price in diesel fuel. Right. Yeah, For and it was about a month's worth of project uh, duration. So we ended up taking a loss on that project. Or I think we broke even, actually. Mm-hmm. But since we landed that project, it really opened the doors up for to, be, uh, to us, to other general contractors, uh, to be bidding. It opened the door for everything, basically. Do you think you got it because your bid was lower because you forgot about it? Um, I would say so, yeah. So then it was like a blessing in disguise. It was like a blessing in disguise. That's yeah. awesome. Because then the second year, we ended up working, I think it was over over 10 projects that year, mm-hmm. uh, then the following year. And it was over, I knew it was over $10 million the second year. And, right. it was, and it was just crazy. it was crazy so we blew up and it was just yeah. like we were hiring people left right and center um, lacking sleep uh, we didn't have all the systems and procedures in place um, and it was just uh, very tiresome right, right? And, and I was very worn out by the end of the second year and I was just like I don't know if I can do this anymore what about when you were just working as a civil engineer was that like 
did you like that? Were you tired out when you were doing that? I found that as a civil engineer, um, it was great. Like I was, the company was awesome. They took really good care of me, but the amount of responsibilities and hours that was kind of expected of me to work just ended up being ridiculous. Right, this is boom time. This too, was boom right? time yeah, as well yeah. too. Yeah, um, and it and it was just, I got to the point where, I was working th- three weeks on, one week off, and then after twelve of those rotations, you're like, there goes another year. Where did my life go? Right, right, and I was just, <laughs> just like it's Christmas again, and I only traveled home twelve times this year, mm-hmm. so it, it really opened my eyes on what else could I do, right? That was more fulfilling. So I thought about starting my own company, my own construction company. Yeah, that'll be less stressful. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> at the time, right? I'm just like, well, why? Why am I working so hard for this company when I could be working hard for myself? Right. And and basically, with two other partners from the old company, the old company, I was just like, we were like, yeah, why can't we just do this on our own? Right. Right. But again, so that was my first step into entrepreneurship, the world of of really wearing many hats. Right. And being all over the place. So really yeah. taste the taste of of what it takes. Yeah. But that yeah. wasn't that wasn't good for you. You it you know what? It was a really I believe I truly believe that there's always a, a learning experience in everything, whether it's you believe it's a good situation or a bad situation or, or whatever, it's really how you look at it. Um, but I learned a lot about myself during that time when I was uh, in that, when we started that construction company, how I operated, who, who were my, uh, you know, the relationships I had in my life at that time, um, were they actually serving me or not serving me, were they growing me or were they hindering me back, right? Right. Um, and a lot of it was, a lot of my mindset back then was more on the pressures of, of growing up, get a good job, make a lot of money, use that money to buy a house, get married, pay for your, your siblings' school, all that fun stuff, right? Right. Um, your pay, pay for your siblings' school, did you just say? Yes. So, like, when I was with that first construction company, it was really taking that the funds and just really, I guess it's a, it's almost like an unwritten rule in my, in my culture that the oldest or the elder, as they go to school, become successful, then become uh, passing down the uh, to, to the next generation. Really? Yeah. So that's the worst. So <laughs> <laughs> you got so. you got to work. Well, that's a lot of pressure. It, it's hard enough to pay for your kids' education. Yeah. So yeah. Like, uh, so, but it was it was good, and and really because. Yeah, like, it's hard enough as is right now in the economy. Um, and if one of your brothers or siblings actually lands a good paying job, really just setting some, some stuff aside. Because at the end of the day, I'm looking at my parents and they're getting old and what is their plan, right? Right. And how can we set them up for success as well? Right. So they can uh, really enjoy their retirement. I know that we're kind of jumping all over the place right now. No, that's fine. <laughs> that's the way it goes. Yeah. <laughs> So you had to walk away? Yeah, so I, I, I ended up walking away um, for numerous reasons. Um, and I realized that after, um, after I walked away, it was one of the best decisions of my life to walk away. Right. It was uh, looking at where that company is now, uh, looking at where the people are now. Um, it, it's, everyone says, and everyone I've talked to, they, they come up to me like, you know what, man? The time you left, you were the luckiest one. I'm just like, why? There was so much stuff that happened after the fact in regards to company culture, um, the way they operated, uh, finances. It just, you left at a opportune time, the ideal time. And I'm just like, huh, interesting you guys say that, right? Right. And these were all workers that we brought on at the time when I was first there. Mm-hmm. Um, so... It was quite. It was quite interesting just to even uh, uh, just to look back and be like, okay, when I left that construction company, what what did I end up doing? I ended up traveling for a year, right? Mm-hmm. Um, 
I ended up getting reacquainted with my wife um, and really just taking care of myself. I quit smoking. I was uh, smoking a pack a day, I was chewing tobacco, and I was actually doing uh, vaping all at the same time. And people thought, you're, you're crazy. Right? <laughs> like, like all three of those things. I'm like, yeah, man. And then I do the packs to try to quit too, right? right? But I'm still smoking, I'm still chewing tobacco, and I'm just like, I was not at a healthy place at that time. So when I left the company, I quit smoking. I ended up joining the gym at the YMCA. I ended up, that first year, I ended up running the uh, a half marathon. Nice. And I couldn't even do one lap around. Right. Around, around the track. And it just started with one lap. The mm-hmm. next day it was two laps. And it was just, as I saw progression, as I made started concentrating on my health, what I was eating, my mindset, I started reading a ton of books. Success books, uh, YouTube videos, all these people I started following and just really inputting um, positive messaging in my brain. Right. I realized after that first year that you can accomplish anything as long as you're consistent and taking just small steps, mm-hmm. right? And just measuring it. Like, I was 300 pounds. I freaking ran a freaking half marathon. Amazing. You know, you know what I mean? The first year. And, yeah. And, Quit smoking, like mm-hmm. February 23rd was, yeah, February 23rd, 2015 was the day I quit smoking. Nice, that Thursday. almost five years. Yeah, and uh, don't get me wrong, I still crave it every now and then, Right. but uh, I still can't believe I used to I used to smoke that much. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's weird like that. Um, the, uh, well, so that's, <coughs> the, it's so, cool like you you had a company how long were you with it two three years yeah and then uh, after that I was just kaput I'm I'm done right it was like but like hard and fast it was hard and fast it was really it was like a tornado was happening uh, around me right and I couldn't find the stillness in anything right Um, my phone was on ringing off the hook 24-7 you were as an owner of a company and responsible for employees and operators, you and, and and you know the whole entire finances, you're 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 taking work home with you, right? You're constantly thinking about the next day, the next day, a week from now. What could you do now, now, now? And it mm-hmm. just would not stop, right? right? And it just got to the point where I'm I'm done. Mm-hmm. I just I just can't do this anymore. Um, I love the people. It wasn't, it wasn't for me at that time. Right. Yeah. So, taking that step back, and uh, which one was a really hard decision to do. Of course. Right. So working from a, a corporate job, you know, career, you go to school, work for a company, and making that first step to saying, "I quit. I'm going to start my own company." That was. I thought that was tough. Right. Right. But actually, leaving the whole industry that you think. That was for you because you for went to school life. for your yeah. life. Yeah, that was even tougher, you mm-hmm. know. Because after I left the construction industry, I was like, I almost lost my identity, right? Mm-hmm. I'm like, so what now? Right. right. All I know is construction. Let's 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 build roads and bridges and and whatnot. Like, what do I do? Right. Well, and it's not like you walked away from a company that was failing, mm-hmm. right? You you walked away from like. A steady income life whatever that, yeah that you had built or thought that you wanted it was crazy and and, <laughs> and I still I think back well I ask myself every now and then like was was that a dumb decision right I look back where I am now versus that point in my life when I made that decision to walk away from from my construction company was that a stupid decision and in my heart, I know it was the right decision to leave. My yeah. health got better. My relationships got better. Uh, my mindset got better. It was all about just you know really providing positivity and and value to others around me. Um, but at the time when I was with that company, I was just like it was all about the money. Right. It was all about the money. Mm-hmm. Give me the money. Let's 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 work hard. Get the money. Let's store it aside and buy some assets. You know, show me the money. Right. But that was, I realized that, I realize now, that's an entirely wrong mindset. 
Sure. Yeah, yeah. sure. The, I mean, it's good if it comes because you're doing something that makes you happy, that drives yeah. your passion, right? Then, yeah. Then it means so much more than just this money that obviously wasn't making you a better person or happy whatsoever, right? 100%. 100%. So, I mean, that's why I find your story. And I knew, because we've talked about this, you know, a little bit over the years. And so I, I know a bit about this. And I, I think it's such a fascinating thing to say, well, I walked away from one of those big professions from a real company that I had built. But most of the time is somebody's baby, their passion, their whatever to be a better person, mm -hmm. which is like the opposite of most of the time. Right? Yeah. And then completely switch careers Yeah, that you didn't go to school for to become like this expert in this other field. Mm -hmm. So it's, uh, it's, I, I mean, I, and I kind of did the same thing. Yeah. I did do the same thing because I was in civil engineering. I was estimating I was a quantity surveyor that had this plan to like start our own little company with yeah. these two other guys I worked with and, and I liked it. But then one day I just like, no, I'm out, but I didn't know what I wanted to do. But what was that trigger point though? To basically say you were in that position and now I'm out. There was never any passion for that job or career for me whatsoever it was like a something I could do to make a living yeah and the reason why I quit was because um, well I didn't really know enough or have enough passion or care enough to really start my own business doing that like I probably could have been fine but like I wouldn't have been like pumped up to wake up every morning and yeah um we had gotten married and we wanted to have a, a family and and i didn't make enough money actually to support a year's worth of maternity leave based on what you know our expenses were yeah because yeah. i was wasn't making very much even though my bosses were like rolling <laughs> in money and i knew how much money i was making them so it was sort of troublesome and yeah and after about a year of like tracking this and thinking about it and then I was finally like let's see if they offer me a raise and they didn't so then I asked you know and uh, they were like no let's wait for bonus time huh. and I said I've seen this game before and yeah. we waited till bonus time and then you said the end of your year was bad right yeah 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 so we don't have enough um so then I just looked and I had a beer with uh, my buddy's father-in-law that worked at Investors Group and, and he was like, yeah, I made tons of money in my first year, come try. And I was like, well, let's see if I like it. Yeah, and yeah. I did. And you did, eh? I mean, yeah. you know, there's a whole different story to the K4 thing. I liked the helping people and understanding the money side of things. Mm -hmm. I don't like like the sales or the uh, the, I do not like the corporate side, right? But, but my whole life led to K4 the way it is in my mind, right? Yeah. Like doing it the way I wanted to, cause I was a comedian and I had to learn and I had to get confidence and all of these things, right? So, so like, I hear a lot of questions and you brought up a good point earlier is your passion, mm -hmm. finding passion, doing something you're passionate about. How do you know? What What is it? Well, I mean, I don't know. Like, I mean, you can be passionate about a lot of things, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. But not every single one of them has to be your career. Mm. Like, I'm passionate about comedy, but I don't want to do it every day. Yeah. I could see myself if I wasn't doing anything, working in a little wood shop, like building stuff every day. Yeah, I could do that because uh, I like that kind of stuff. But I like helping people, and I like like talking to people, having conversations. This is what being a 
financial planner ends up being once you develop the relationship. It's just like, you know, how, tell me a little bit about what's going on, what, what mm -hmm. don't you like, and let's see if I can make that better. Yeah. It's not like I have some magic formula, right, that yeah. somebody else doesn't. It's nothing to do with that. It's mm. just the relationships, I think. Would, would be my driving force like you said like seeing companies you work with succeed right mm -hmm. that's what drives you helping people for 10 years and then being like I remember you started with 15,000 now you have a few hundred thousand your kids are ready to go to school you've got yeah. all of these things like we're working towards these goals where how awesome, you know, will it be like if your goal is to pay off your house or have your first million dollars in assets or whatever, like you hit these milestones. So cool to be a part of that. Mm -hmm. So, right on. yeah, but anyways, enough about me. Nobody needs to hear about my, <laughs> my bullshit, but, uh, so you're volunteering, you're kind of getting good at are you're enjoying like website design and photography and just kind of helping people for like shits and giggles basically basically out of my home office and and it got to the point where, like i was saying earlier it got to the point where i got you know had too much stuff on my plate i started going to uh the u of a and posting stuff on bulletin boards and and getting people hey you know like do you do you want to help out or oh that's posting, a good idea right? yeah for sure. And it also gives them experience too, right? Well, of course. Web design, uh, graphic design, videography, and really just, I ended up finding myself becoming the, the contact person and then really um, subbing out all the work and then doing QA and QC. Um, don't get me wrong, I love being creative too. Mm -hmm. um, I love picking up a camera. Um, I love learning the, the, the detail, the intricacy, the just everything about that's creative in digital media there is there's not a formula but I would say that there is a specific way to trigger people's emotions right right yeah to get them to take a an action in, uh, or to invoke a certain emotion um, or just even to keep you or your whatever you're advertising top of mind right, right? and and for me, that always interested me. Um, so, as I was, uh, as I got busy enough, and I started um, bringing on a team, I ended up uh, seeing this ad. Um, I forget where I seen this ad, and it was basically to uh, it was a company that was looking for um, some volunteers for a political show at the time, um, and that's where I met my uh, my business partner. For the next my next venture, which was a marketing company, right, right, um, and I remember I just ended up volunteering for them for you know, a couple months, and that's where um, Chew on This was born, um, and I started joining up on board. That's where me and you met, right, right. Um, so I ended up uh, partnering in a marketing firm, a marketing company, and I ended up learning um, quite a few things just in regards to how marketing works, the, the, the flow of work, the workflow, mm -hmm. um, and how to operate on a uh, professional level. Um, after a couple of years in that, or probably just under two years, I ended up venturing last year on my own. So I left that partnership. That was a real quick segue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Zoom through through two to three years of uh, yes, that's where we met. Yep. Uh, we did it. We did a job together. I uh, because of you was why I why I did it. I liked I liked you from the beginning mm -hmm. on you on this, and I was like, I want to do. We have, were having a beer or something, and I. When I told you about my ad idea, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and then uh, and then we did it. I mean, it was a it was a fun experience, like and a good learning experience for me. I'm sure as it was for you. You know what? 
because I'm such low budget, right? Mm -hmm. In the beginning, like with uh, it's hard. All my stuff has to be a little bit more organic and crappy. Yeah, yeah. In a way, like than uh, than what I thought, like initially. And I don't follow those same rules very well when I like read stuff about like social media and how to trigger and how to start videos. But I'm so bad at that kind of stuff. But it, I guess it's my own way, and I've always done things my own weird way. So it's yeah. like, yeah, I'd probably be more successful if I followed that. Yeah, but you are just taking action. Yes, is sure. is the first step. Mm -hmm. You know, many people talk about and they think about, they read a bunch, and then they end up suffering from analysis paralysis, from moving their business to the next level. Right. In some sort of capacity, everybody knows what they need to do, but they're making up a bunch of excuses to not do it. Totally. Right? And trust me, I'm guilty of that myself. Mm -hmm. Like, I hate being in front of video, even though I know I need to be in front of video. Right. I never right. super nervous about this. Yeah, even just sitting down here and, and, and talking about, hey, you want to be my podcast? I don't know. I don't right. know if I can speak. Yeah, right. but I'm like, of course you can. We've had this conversation mm -hmm. before. And, and and you're right. Like it's it's once you take action, I think your brain deciphers and just really figures out what it needs to do next. Mm -hmm. Right? So even sitting down here for this podcast, yes, before we started Guys, for those of you listening, I was I was sweating bullets when we were about to end, before even Kent hit record. Um, but 10 minutes in, uh, it's, it's really just like having a conversation. Yeah. Right? And it's now my brain is processing that. Um, and it's now like, hey, you're fine. My anxiety Big. levels are going down. Right. Um, my, I'm allowed, um, my brain is allowing me to think more clear. Mm -hmm. um, and, and it's just really just getting over that, that first step. Just do it. Comedy was the greatest X factor for me. Mm -hmm. It was the thing I was scared of the most to try it. Yeah. And then I, when I first started K4, I put this note on my desk that just said, stop thinking about it and do it. Nice. Because I always like just overthought. I'm like, who cares? Yeah. I had a thing to start this podcast like two years ago. But I just would like wouldn't find the time, and I'm so glad that I did. If it's not because it does anything other than I love having these conversations, so and it teaches me a lot of stuff. Yeah. So. Um. So you, okay, we had two years. You learned with the business. Let's just say. Uh, the business and the partnership wasn't the right fit for you so you moved on yeah so I ended up moving on um, when was that last year last year today's 2020 mm-hmm 2019 last year November I think it was yeah I made you that wood sign like yeah as I was in my garage a yeah. lot that winter yeah, yeah. Yeah, maybe that. Yeah, 2018. Yeah. Went November 2018. When it was, yeah. yeah, November 2018. So um, basically, that's when I left. And I didn't start uh, this current company, Newman Media, until um, February. Okay. End of February of 2019. So you haven't even been doing it a year? No. One year will be basically the end of February here. Basically, March 1st. Nice. Yeah. March 1st this year will be our one year. Um, and a lot of a lot of learning lessons. For right? sure. A lot of expensive lessons over the years that I've taken and applied it to this venture. Um, I've always had uh, partners mm -hmm. in, in, in previous ventures, in previous companies. And this is the first time where I'm actually just sole. Right. Right? And, and figuring out stuff on my own and making these big decisions which affects people right right and it's it's always been nerve-wracking to me but at the same time I, I realized that you have to have trust in yourself mm -hmm. in order to in order to really in order for people to buy into you right right for sure so if, uh, if I'm running a company and I have people under me I gotta be <laughs> on my toes 
to make the right decisions that are logical um, yeah. and, and people buy in so they can they can really um, be my number one um, fan if you if you want to call it that right right so, yeah, yeah yeah so you're starting and what's your plan what are you what's your thoughts like how are you making money what are you what are you doing how are you getting business what so I, I do I do a lot of networking yeah um, as a, a business owner one of one of the biggest things that you you have to do is really network and build, build connections mm-hmm. and really let people know of your services yeah so if people know what you do then they can also refer you as well for sure the majority of my work have been coming from referrals mm-hmm. um, uh, actually a lot of it has come from referrals and it's basically I have a client they have a problem or issue I put a plan together to help accomplish their issue or fix up their issue or their goal accomplish their goal um, and and then basically I, I, I follow up with what else can I do more right yeah. um, value add is one thing I, I'm a true believer of um, is how can I add additional value and get you your bang for your buck to help you and your business out right mm-hmm. and once I communicate that to others it's I, I, these individuals are giving me referrals right and I'm, I'm getting um, clients that way um, I do also do uh, a lot of networking events um, but it's more for just really getting my name out there um, I'm gonna be honest with you I hate networking events right. most events I go to people are throwing their business cards at you like ninja stars mm-hmm. right and I'm just like, when people ask me at a networking event, what do you do? Yeah. I usually answer, hey, you know, I'm a, I'm, I'm a husband, loving husband. I love to cook. I got two fur, fur dogs, fur babies at home. Uh, their name is Rocky and Lily. And they're, they, then they look at me like, who is this guy, right? Right. But at the same time, you only do business with people who you know, like, and trust. Yeah. Right? So before you even hand out your business card or I hand out my business card let's get to know one another first totally. right like oh I'm an accountant well I know 12,000 other accountants right, right. like, like what, 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 what makes you special let's, mm-hmm. let's build a connection here yeah. right uh, and I'm a true believer of that and you know not everybody's going to connect with you I get that for sure right but it, it's those who, that do you, that do connect with you how can you help serve each other Mm-hmm. Right, and I'm, and I'm a true believer. What goes around comes around. So if I know that you're a financial advisor, and I know someone who's looking for a financial advisor, right? Right. I'd be like, here you go. Right. But it could be. The more you give, the more you're gonna receive. Right. Right. And it might pay off five years down the road, ten years down the road. There are relationships right now where I've given, I've helped people. And five years, two years later, I'm getting referrals, mm-hmm. right? Hey, I know this guy. His name's Jerry. Go see him, right? And I'm like, how did you hear about me? Mm-hmm. Oh, from this guy, so-and-so. I'm like, I haven't talked to that guy in like three years. Right. Right? Yeah. And we maybe hung out once at a networking event. Mm-hmm. And he's referring me, right? So that in itself, you can leave a lasting impression in someone for a long time. So how you portray yourself, you building relationships, you building connections, on a more intimate level, totally. right? Like I'm a true believer of that. So. Oh yeah, I used to uh, when I was at IG, and I am the worst ever at like networking events. If <laughs> if the idea is get business, mm-hmm. and it's what I hated actually about it was like because then I started walking into rooms and being like starting judging people about you know money or you know how much commission could I potentially make off that person mm-hmm. and, and looking at them as like a like a commodity rather than a human being yeah yeah and uh, and it turned it turned me into a worse person and then uh, and now I and I never got clients that way, anyways, because like that's not me, right? Like, 
I could care less now if I walk into a room and I'm talking to somebody. I'm, I'm not worried about if they want to be a client and I'm happy that way. Mm -hmm. The connection that I get is you've watched me for, you know, an hour on YouTube and said, I like what Kent has to say. I trust him. Like, let's work with him. Mm -hmm. You've already sort of made up your mind. And then I don't have to worry about being that bullshit sort of network <laughs> fake, right? And Throwing ninja star cards. Yeah, exactly. I don't. I usually, have people are like you have a card, and I'm like, no, I don't think so. Like, no, yeah. because like I'm not always on that way. I don't yeah. want to be because like that. What? How's that life? Mm -hmm. Right. No, for sure. And those relationships aren't fun. I'd rather talk about like, and yeah, so yeah, you ask me a question or I ask you a question, help me and later, right? Like yeah, anytime, you know, and I'm sure, and we will work together again for sure. Like mm -hmm. we've always kind of talking about stuff like that. So it's, uh, and it's just because I liked you. Yeah. Right. And, uh, Hopefully you liked me too. Well, that's why I'm the first podcast you. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so what if I walked in the door or small business owners generally your clients? Yeah. Uh, if I walked in the door and you would talk to me for what, like a couple hours about my business or what do you do? What's yeah. Your so process? if people are approaching me, most people approach me in regards to uh, social media content creation, websites, or whatever project out of the five pillars we talked about previously, I sit them down and I'd be like, why, right? What are your goals with, you know, with accomplishing this? So for example, if someone wants a new website, right? Well, why do you want a new website? Well, I need it to attract more clients. Okay, so how much, are there systems and procedures in place that are currently tracking your website right now like how many visitors are coming mm -hmm. how many conversions or you know all, all, all those fun metrics that you should be tracking so I go through them with that and really I dig down to what the core um, heartache is and the majority of these people that are seeking out social media website content creation and strategy branding digital advertising or video and photography they're all looking for leads right at the end of the day. Sure. They're looking for sales. So then I break down and we sit down and I ask them, okay, how are you currently getting your sales, right? And what ways would you like to implement? And I give them suggestions based on their current infrastructure. Um, these are the things that you should start implementing or I would look at start implementing. There's you know, some mm -hmm. based on my opinion and suggestions. And then I, I would basically, um, Build them a plan um, would be the next step, right? And it's just really blueprint. Um, this is what your next step should be. Point A to point B. Point B could lead to C and D, and, and branch off from there. And then from there, whether they decide to go with me or not, they at least they have an understanding of where their current situation is and what they need to do, right? right. I mean, then they can go and talk. Um, I guess intelligently to the next marketer if they're looking for prices or or, or maybe get a second opinion, right? Right. Um, and 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 yeah, like it's so they're just not walking blind. Yeah. Right. So yeah, so I, I basically uh, we talk about their goals, what they want to do, where their current systems are, some suggestions, um, and then if they're if they want to pursue uh, working with me even further, then you know we'll fill out some initial paperwork, uh, we'll agree to some kind of budget and, and really go from there. Um, I don't like um, tying people down to a, like a long-term contract. Um, when you work with someone, you have to like each other and respect each other. Right. right? Um, if I'm supposed to make your business successful and I'm, I'm, and I'm working on your accounts, well, you know, I hope that we can build a some level of trust, where where you allow me to take kind of some creative reign, right? For sure. Um, if not, then I find it really difficult 
mm -hmm. to basically come up with a plan and a strategy to implement um, if, if, if really my hands are tied and I'm left with only a, you're only allowed to play within this sandbox. Right. right? And I like to identify that, what are my boundaries at first, so I can come up with a customized plan for that individual. Right. Right. So um, that's, that's pretty much how I, I operate. Um, and then once we agree to a plan and we implement a strategy, we build up the strategies and we make sure that we have a benchmark to measure off of. And then over time, what are the results you're getting? Right. right. And just tracking the metrics. Um, and then, yeah, hopefully if we can get you the leads, uh, your phone ringing, more website visits, um, hopefully uh, you can close them at a higher percentage, right? Right. So, yeah. Yeah, nice. And, uh, and you've got a bit of a team now, right? Yeah, I got a, I got a, we got a quite a few creative individuals right now. We got a couple of uh, graphic designers, and and content creators. Um, we do have a social media coordinator, um, and we also have a video, a videographer, and a photographer as well, too. So. Right. Well, that's pretty crazy. In like a year. But it's, it, yeah, yeah, for it. <laughs> I don't sleep right now. <laughs> Again, it will be one year coming up here. I don't sleep. My wife thinks I'm crazy, but she knows how passionate I am about this. Right. So she also sees that when I was in construction, she was just like, yeah, just just quit, just leave. You, it's, you're, it's killing you. Right. But with this business, it's more like you, you can talk about it. You're passionate about it. You want to help people. Right. Right, and she's so supportive of me, and I'm so grateful for her. Um, and yeah, I'm just I'm just lucky, man. Like that's good. Yeah, yeah. nice. I'm just super lucky that uh, she's given me the freedom and the uh, the place just to operate from a uh, creative space and helping helping others really. So yeah, well, I think it's really hard to be the spouse of an entrepreneur or like somebody that's <laughs> on these wild sort of. I mean, how's your wife? Is she uh, is she pretty conservative? Like when it comes to like risk taking? And oh, she's one of the most. Me and her are total opposites. Right. She's so conservative. Um, she. So she would get me to lock our uh, all our doors, lock all the windows, lock lock everything in our place, because she's afraid that someone might come in. Right. right? Like and sh and it's every day. Like, did you lock this? Did you lock that? Right. Um, when it comes to business and risking and investing, I don't think we should. Right. And right. So I find that we're a good balance when it comes to that, because then I have to justify to her, to why. Right. Right. Oh yeah, I'm in the same boat. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> so like, how, do you, how do you deal with it? You well, a couple times. I just, to be honest, I just did it. Mm -hmm. um, I had to. Yeah. So starting K four, I was like, I'm gonna do this, and she's like, I want you to like, I I don't really like this idea. You mean you're gonna make funny videos on YouTube about financial planning and think that people are gonna listen to you? And I was like, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, it was, it was pretty crazy, right? It was pretty stupid. Mm. Uh, like, I knew it was going to work, yeah. but it was like, it was it, probably the slowest possible process it, I could have chosen. Yeah. Because I had to be uh, dead broke for two years. And this is what my, am I in my fourth year? Mm-hmm now paying off debt that I had to accumulate to survive. Even though I was driving business, I, I knew that it was becoming successful, but the money wasn't there. And that was always the hard part is like, well, you do need money to survive, right? Like at, at some point in time, like, you know, yeah. and we don't, and we're not the type of people that she doesn't want to live on itchy band and neither do I. Right? Yeah, like, yeah. so it was, uh, we still want to live just in case cause there's no promise of tomorrow. So, 
Hundred um, percent. That was, uh, but yeah. So that's basically once she saw that it was happening, then it was better. Yeah. But like to, for me to say we're starting from me going to zero again, and I need you to like basically financially support us. Yeah, yeah. It was a hard conversation to have, sure. right? Um, yeah, so bless her soul for that. Right on. The, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it hasn't always been easy, right? Like, because yeah. then there's the stri- there's that stress, right? It's hard, right? It's not. Well, let me ask you this, because I, I suffer from this as well, too, is, and I don't know if it's more of like, because uh, it's, it's uh, a gender kind of uh, gender thing. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe it's just because of, I guess, history or the role of men in relationships. Right. Right. Um, let's face it. Things have changed over the past, past, I don't know. This how many, generation. This generation, maybe, basically, right? Yeah. But what I'm seeing as well is that there are a lot of men who are starting to lose their identity, especially when it comes to like finances, right? Um, and being able to be a positive impact on, on in the household and providing additional um, funds, right? Right. Um, so my question to you is, was there a thing in regards to when you, when you started K4 did that affect any perception of your, your I guess I'm not sure if, it, if this makes sense, but kind of like your masculinity, your, your identity. Um, this could be even totally off topic. I, this is like totally No, that's a fair question. It was a good question. I mean, like, because you're getting into, you know, your own business, you're working for yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, you know that cash flow in the beginning is going to be pretty tight. How did, how did that affect you? Um, I guess, you know, as a man well I mean so lucky for me yeah I was a total loser when I met Kathy <laughs> come on whatever I was uh, um, I had just quit my job that I hated mm-hmm. my knee was screwed for the first time living in my mom's basement and uh, telling jokes at the comedy factory for free was when I met her and uh, and then so ever since then until this year was the first year that I ever made more money than she did Um, so I never I always wanted to and it was, it, yeah, I mean, it was probably a struggle. That was, I struggled with that a lot in my 20s when I didn't know how I was going to get to the point that I wanted to be. Mm-hmm. But as soon as I knew how I wanted to get there, then it didn't matter anymore. I was patient and I had this plan. I said, well, maybe it takes how long? So it's been eight, nine years since I started in the financial industry and a few years in I was starting to get close but then I had to step back to zero Mm. so then but once I had the real plan it didn't matter anymore yeah like because it was coming it was just you know yeah do you need to push it no like you can't just create money out of nowhere or business out of nowhere so it was a and then what do you really want yeah right like hmm. business and life and well, for sure who knows um but yeah our industries are, are fairly similar right like our business model sit down what's your problem here's a plan how do we implement it i like you like to see your client succeed i like to see mine succeed mm-hmm. it's based on a relationship and not a business transaction mm-hmm. right and asking the right questions and to be honest is exactly why um, it didn't work when I had the deal with you know the old firm was I wasn't being listened to yeah and uh, and so it was you know I get it 
but yeah, we're not on the same page. Yeah. And that's just not going to happen for everybody, right? Yeah. Like, so, uh, anyways, I'm talking too much. But see, to but like you, like, you took a leap of faith, basically. Yeah. I, I, I look back at what I did. I took a leap of faith, mm-hmm. right? Um, I look at where people are currently right now who are miserable in their situation. Yeah. But are doing nothing to change it. Leap of faith is too scary. Jamie and I were just talking about this. Yeah. Like, and and it is the same in every episode of the podcast. Is at one point in time, the person took a leap. They had their Jerry Maguire moment, <laughs> and it it became very true to me in the Matt Lysak episode. Just a guy that went from working in a warehouse to all of a sudden distribution starting company. a solar distribution company. I had no idea what the hell he was doing. He started on the forklift in the warehouse, like, but just was like, I can do this. Yeah. And he did. It was awesome, right? It was not like he was like way better or different than anybody else. He just did it. And every single person has that moment. So if there was some kind of catalyst that had to trigger that leap of faith, right? Yeah. So right now, to for people who are, are stuck in a situation or feel stagnant in their life, there needs to be, they have to want it bad enough in order to take that leap of faith. I don't even know. It's whatever, like what drives you. I guess so, yeah. Like, uh, so Jamie and I talked about this. What drove her when she was a kid to be Olympic champion was proving people wrong. Yeah. And that's kind of what drove, but she's like, that's changed. That's not what drives her anymore, but that's what drove her every day. Yeah. And she loved skating. Um, But... For me, what drove me was like revenge, like anger. I'm not at all angry anymore. Yeah, yeah. But the reason why I did it in the beginning was like, you know what? F you. Like, yeah. Screw you. I'm going to do this. And uh, otherwise, I would have never done it. And I could have been miserable. And I've talked about this as depressed as hell, even though, like, my family's great. I've got this beautiful little boy, a beautiful wife. I'm doing pretty good with my career. That is somewhat fulfilling. Yeah. But uh, just the wrong, the wrong place for me. Yeah. And uh, you know, so it doesn't. Even, who knows, right? Like, mm-hmm. do it. Your life's too short for that. Like. I'm I'm approaching my 40s, mm-hmm. right? And I look back at well, I look right now where I am right now, and I literally feel like my life is just starting right now. Right. You know, like of course all the teenager, college years, all that fun stuff, the build up, starting your own company, working for a company, and all these ventures, and it's really taking all those lessons I've learned over those the last I don't know. 40 years and basically now applying it to okay now I know somewhat know what the hell is going on right right yeah and now I could somewhat at least formulate some kind of plan especially in the entrepreneurship world mm-hmm. trust me entrepreneurship is a lonely world right mm-hmm. it, it, it is it, <laughs> it's it's not easy and it's not for the faint of heart but if you have the drive and determination I, I feel like these these past 40 years I've I've learned I know where to get the resources. I know where to meet the people uh, to at least get the right information to help formulate my next step, mm-hmm. the next the next process, or to get my business to that that next level. Right. Right. Um, and and it's really counting your blessings, man. Like in every situation, whether it's good or bad, or whether your the situation makes you angry or happy, it's taking what what can you learn from that situation. Mm-hmm. Right. For sure. So. Yeah, no, it's an interesting point because you also talk about passion and finding your passion and and really 
turning that into a business because really it's 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 something that that you'll start you know you you enjoy doing you enjoy mm-hmm. um, um, and if you can make money something you do uh, enjoy right why not right two birds with one stone totally so so how has the first year been the first year has been a whirlwind right um, tornado around me everything around me going in chaos but learning to understand that in that center of that tornado there's there's that that stillness that that peace yeah. right and learning to have and uh, learning to make decisions and 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 talk from a place of clarity and and just openness right mm-hmm. um, has really helped me and i the first year has been crazy i i love it it has been awesome it's been a whirlwind i can't believe it's been a year now right and now it's really taking a look back at what have we done, what went well, what didn't go well, and actually implementing changes to for the next step of the business. Where do you want to see this go? Where do you need to concentrate? Um, whether it's internal marketing, whether it's people, whether it's uh, procedures and systems, um, where do you need to be to take you to that next level? Right. Right. And that's where that's where I I'm currently at. I love the people I've been meeting. I love that everyone has such an interesting story. Mm-hmm. And people who come to us have different stories and why they started their business, why they need this, right? And it's mm-hmm. so, everyone has a catalyst, a trigger point. And listen to their trigger points, I, I just love hearing their stories. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. And then you get to tell them, right? Yeah, 100%. And then help them communicate their brand, their story, um, what what's their passion right and what drives them mm-hmm. um, and it's 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 almost the same it's almost the same thing for every client like they have they, they start their own company they have a story of why they started but they don't know how to get in front of their people mm-hmm. right and it's really it boils down to branding and messaging right. right and having a consistent plan in the beginning a good foundational plan of why you started the company, of why, what's your mission, what's your vision, um, consistent uh, branding colors and identity, right? Um, and just really communicating that. And once they have that plan, um, that plan, of course, can change. But once they have a foundational plan, they can communicate that and be consistent in front of their audience for a long time. Sure. Yeah. Right? So mm-hmm. a lot of people, especially in marketing, you know, they, they concentrate on tactics know like the latest app or you should be marketing on or the latest hashtag number of counts you should be using instead of strategy right right so they're I feel like they're always chasing instead of actually working on what is the current strategy right yeah because things are changing constantly right oh, oh yeah yeah so it's, it's where do you stop and, and mm-hmm. it's, it's yeah again it boils for me it boils down back to the basics build your foundation let's get that out there and then you can actually start working on tactics per se right right so and uh, well how is you, have you enjoyed this year this year I would say I have yeah I mean there were several nights where I've been you know there's been several all-nighters right because um, mm-hmm. there's camp you know a client's campaign that we had to push out the door um, or whatever but uh, overall, it's been such a great experience. Um, love the people that I've been exposed to. Um, and I, I'm a true believer that, you know, in any business, it's about relationships. Yeah. Right? How you can treat your, your clients, customer service. I mean, it's not just a one done and, and see you later. It's how can I help you further so either A, I can get referrals, or B, um, work on other aspects of your business um, to help you out further, right? Um, yeah. And in this business, you don't need 100 clients, mm-hmm. right? I mean, if you wanted to grow that big, but my goal is not to have 100 clients. So what's your goal? My goal is to have 30 clients that we can concentrate on and, and just, that is it. Right. And just every monthly, this is, you know, charge a monthly residual. Right. And this is everything we're going to give you 
mm-hmm. and and we can track it, we can build it, whatever it is. But if with the core team I have right now, we would, we would just be happy with thirty reoccurring clients, and and we would just taking care of them and making their business successful, mm-hmm. right? Because yeah, you don't want to be you don't want to stretch yourself too thin. Oh, for sure. Otherwise, you'll start. Uh, You'll start, uh, yeah. You just, you just your focus will be elsewhere. So no, I know, and and that's sort of what has happened with me. Was like, you know, hiring Tanya to help clean up some systems and organization, and then now Craig, you know, mm-hmm. so we can make the experience and the planning and everything better for our existing clients, and not as much focused on growth but focused on growing with the people that you know I, that I'm so grateful for that trusted me yeah in the very beginning yeah you know so uh, because you're right there's a limit as in the service industry like how many clients can you have 100% uh, yeah so yeah well that's awesome uh, how, and how do we how does anybody listening that for some reason doesn't see your links how do we how do we find you how do we get in touch for your services uh, you guys can get a contact you guys can get a hold of me on uh, Facebook or uh, Instagram or any social media platform at Gerald Pagdato um, or at the company name called Inuman Media uh, it's I N as in Nancy U M as in mother U I N Fuck, I think I spelled that wrong. I think you spelled it wrong, too. <laughs> Do you want me to cut that out? I yeah, won't, you'll cut I that won't out. cut that out. <laughs> I-N-U-M-I-N media.com. So that's anumanmedia.com. And for those, for those of you who uh, don't know what anuman means, it's actually a Filipino uh, term. Uh, it's a Filipino word, anuman, uh, and it means to drink. Let's get together and get to know one another. So oh, I was that was gonna be like my last question. I like it. Yeah. So that's that's a new man. So if you guys uh, know of any, if you have any Filipino friends, say a new man, right? They'll be like, oh, to drink. Let's go. Okay. My neighbors on both sides. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I will say it today. Yeah. When, when I see them on the driveway. Right on. And we also got an office down here on the south side uh, near Ellsley and Parsons, ninety first and Parsons. So if you guys want to come pay a visit, uh, shoot me a message. Um, and yeah, that's awesome. that's uh, contact deets right there. Beauty. Well, thanks, buddy. Well, thanks again for uh, having me on board on this uh, on your podcast here. And love the work you're doing. Um, I see the total value that you're giving out there in, in this world. And just even in just locally, seeing your posts, you don't understand, man, how inspirational it is uh, for, uh, for other entrepreneurs just seeing the stuff that you do. Because I, I, I know because I know you and I know your story it's very um, very uplifting and very inspirational and motivational to see where your business is going and how you're growing over the past couple of years and I love it man and again thank you so much for uh, inviting me to your podcast oh thanks buddy appreciate it yeah it'll be fun to keep watching each other because it's pretty similar timing yeah so yeah always a pleasure buddy cool thanks. beans man <laughs> right on